Hello. Uh, I've been gone, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, so I moved into UCD to look after, like, Italian students for a bit there. So it was a bit MIA, uh, but I think I'll save that for another day. <laughs> but I'm here now and I wanted to talk into my phone again so that's what I'm gonna do for the next while and someone okay someone said to me recently that they didn't know that I was like ever really into the environment or that I had like an eco-friendly phase and it made me realize that everything that I learned during my eco-friendly phase like a lot of it still impacts how I live my day to day but I'm just not as outspoken or honestly like I guess anxious about it like I had such bad climate anxiety during that time in my life and that's kind of why I had to take a step back because I was like this is not good for me (laughs) I'm like panicked over seeing a piece of plastic and uh then I kind of realized you know Kylie Jenner takes 17 minutes private jets all around the place uh so honestly what difference does it make if I you know eat a packet of crisps (laughs) like literally I was looking into how to recycle packets of crisps because I wanted to just have like zero waste in my life so this was like back in 2019 and also like it kind of became a weird like branding thing for me uh, like my Instagram was full of it and it led to me being more conscious about supporting local businesses for a multitude of reasons like a huge thing was obviously the carbon f- footprint but it also kind of made me start thinking about like capitalism and consumerism and things like that and like how I'm supporting people and their money and I realized when I worked for big companies they were they did not give a fuck about recycling or anything like that. But when I worked for small companies or like small businesses, we were like stomping down the compost because <laughs> like every week because we were putting so much into it and like our black bins were like not even halfway full. So yeah, it just made me really more aware of everything that's around me. And I don't know, I just kind of wanted to talk about how I changed my mindset on things and what worked and what didn't uh and yeah there's a lot of I think it's kind of like some people in the vegan community are just not really tolerant of people either making mistakes or not being able to uh kind of make compromises and sacrifices for the cause uh so yeah I just I'll get on to that in a minute. But the kind of like big ways that it still impacts me. So I would refer to myself as a conscience, conscience? <laughs> conscious consumer a lot more than I would have been before. Um, so like I really research things. I bought a pair of Birkenstocks recently and I was putting it off because I think last year I got a pair of Doc sandals. But they're just, you know what? They're just not that practical. Um, I thought I was going to live in them through like all the summer months. 
but I just don't and I wanted a sandal that was like more comfortable could slip on and off you know I could wear it when I'm going swimming and things like that and it's like real easy to get on and off kind of like my crocs like I love my crocs I have two pairs in two different houses and they're so handy especially because I live in my cabin and I have to walk through the garden to get to like the bathrooms and the kitchen and everything so I was looking for something that was as practical as that but then also I was like do I really want to buy it do I really need it you know I went through that kind of thought process and you know thought about it for a couple of weeks and then I stumbled across a video that was explaining like are Birkenstocks really worth it and the guy in the video had had his pair for 10 years or over 10 years and he said they are the most commonly repaired shoes in the world uh so they got resold you know you can fix the buckles and everything it's just really really easy like there's shoe cobblers in the world who only do Birkenstocks because they get repaired enough and they're easy enough and eco-friendly enough to repair to the point where you can just have a business based on that so that's the kind of thought process that I would have before making a purchase nowadays um like beforehand I would just be like yeah I want this pair of sandals and I would get them but even down to like what color I buy like I could have gotten a pink one or I could have gotten like suede instead of leather and it like just am I gonna wear this am I gonna still like this in 10 years if these shoes are gonna last me 10 years will I actually want to wear them so I made sure to go for like black ones they're really nice I went for the extra comfy soft ones and I love them I live in them I'm so happy I got them whereas beforehand I would have made you know a quick purchase and not thought about it I probably wouldn't like them as much the quality wouldn't be there and I'd be repurchasing them probably each year every summer because they would fall apart but because I did my research I went to somewhere that I knew they were gonna last so that is how I think about everything now especially if it's not a second-hand purchase if it's a first-hand purchase I really want to make sure that it is worth it because I went through a phase of just not buying new clothes not buying anything new if I could get a second hand I would that was great but that's not an option for me as much anymore which I will get onto in a few minutes uh, and another thing that I always think of so Birkenstocks don't come with a guarantee but you know the quality is there for a lot of other things you will get a guarantee a lot of like fast fashion companies or like fast furniture companies will not give you a guarantee if anything goes wrong. So if, for example, I bought a Frank Green two years ago and then I bought, because I bought a smaller Frank Green, I think it was like six or 700 mils. And then I also wanted a liter bottle. So I bought that from an Irish business. So it's supporting local. The difference was, yes, the Frank Green one came from somewhere in Europe. I don't know if it actually came from Australia, but it was shipped further. Yes, that's not great. But I don't use the bottle I got from the Irish company anymore. And I won't name the company, but I don't use it anymore. The quality wasn't there. I wanted to support Irish. It didn't work out for me. 
my friend green bottle broke in fairness i dropped it on the lid the lid broke as it would and they replaced it for me so i am like that happened within the first like two weeks of me having it and here i am two years later drinking out of the bottle because they replaced what needed to be replaced on it whereas that other bottle is now the whole thing is a waste because i don't use it it's you know just a bit grim like it's hard to clean it like yeah i'm not gonna get into it i don't want to talk bad about the irish company because maybe they fix it but when i got in touch with them about the issues i was having with the bottle they were like yeah okay I also had to contact them like two or three times and I just not did not receive the same great service and I paid the same amount. So that's the kind of thing that I'm also aware aware of. Um, okay, so I want to talk about clothes. I have mentioned fast fashion a number of times here and secondhand clothing and things like that. I used to primarily wear secondhand clothes I used to love vintage shopping I was a depop girly for a hot minute uh I never had much luck in charity shops but I would always kind of check them out that was nice and fun to do when I was smaller I was oh god what size was I then I I think I've gone up depending on where I'm shopping two to three dress sizes I think um from then some of those clothes still fit because you know we all know sizing is a scam um some of my clothes kind of grew with me a lot of them didn't so I had to get rid of a lot of them and of course wanted to replace them with more sustainable clothes and that was just not an option when you're in a bigger body and I didn't understand this at the time people would tell me I would say yeah I get what you mean. I mean, probably you could try maybe a little bit harder. I wouldn't say that to people, obviously. But I would think maybe you could try a little bit harder. Like, this is really important. But being in that bigger body now, I realise that's just not an option. Like, I just can't do it. I tried and failed so many times to buy secondhand clothing that would fit my body right now and it just doesn't work it's a waste of money it's a waste taking that off the market from someone else because you know vintage tends to be like one of a kind um and then it just ends up in a charity shop anyway so I still look around if there's a charity shop or vintage option that I can go for I do prefer to but it's just not always an option anymore things like t-shirts coats yeah I tend to get lucky with them but things like jeans or dresses or skirts it's just not gonna happen for me so I'm not gonna torture myself by forcing myself to try anymore and that's all part of the process because you can still buy firsthand and not kill the environment and also I am not the be all and end all of the environment anyway. That pressure shouldn't be on my shoulders. So when I am buying firsthand, as I said, I have a thought process, but when it comes to clothes, how much am I going to wear it? So I obviously have made the mistake, as everyone has, of buying 
clothes thinking, I'm going to wear this all the time. This is never going to be off me. I'm just going to keep on washing it and keep on wearing it. Then you get it and you don't wear it. Happens. Might be the quality, might be the fit, might be that you were following a trend that ended up not suiting you. Things happen. It's fine. It's fine. So my best way when it comes to clothes, because we are fed so many different trends and everything all the time, my way of finding out if I actually want this piece of clothing is through Pinterest. Now, I use obviously TikTok and Instagram and things like that to influence me as well. But each month, I have a different Pinterest board. This month, it's called 22 for 2022. August, Fits and Vibes. It's always the year, the month, then Fits and Vibes. So not only do I have my outfits, but I also have, you know, I hosted a dinner party the other night, so I had loads of photos of dinner parties, just any inspiration I need. So when it comes to me going shopping, when I'm either physically going out or if I'm going online, I'm deciding to like do a shop, I'm going through this board. I'm going through this one, I'm going through the last one because like, you know, it changes based on weather or what might be available, like what, yeah, what's trending, but also not following the trends, you know what I mean? But like what's out there uh, and I see where the patterns are and it has made it so much easier for me to figure out what I actually want to wear and what I don't want to wear. So 100% recommend that just for yourself anyway but it's a really good way to stop yourself from buying things that you're not like it's just practical. It is just a much more practical way of deciding what to buy you waste less money you waste less resources less trips to a charity shop saves you a whole lot of stress all around winner so get yourself a pinterest board every month going if you want to cut down on your returns to asos if you want to cut down on your trips to the charity shop 100 would recommend and then the last thing is something that i kind of fell into so swapping clothes with friends and family amazing or just saying so my mom is a fiend so if I never bought fast fashion again for the rest of my life it would like be counteracted by my mother (laughs) so if I'm looking for a new piece like I'm looking for like a long skirt so I said to my mom do you have any long skirts that you're gonna get rid of soon because she has so much clothes. So rather than me going out and buying something similar to what she already has, hey, if you come across a skirt anytime soon, can you like let me know if you don't want it, obviously. Or even if it's for an event, just borrowing it. Like people used to do that all the time. A couple of months ago, I realized that I was very low on formal wear. Um, Because obviously... I bought my new clothes during COVID and everything, but I haven't been to many events uh, since I've gone up a size. So I needed to buy a few bits. And one of the dresses, I loved it, but I was too short for it and not proportioned right for it. Um, It just looked weird. It's that weird and uncomfortable on me. The pattern I loved, but it didn't sit right. 
And then I had a friend who got a dress who like it fit her, but she didn't love the proportions on it. So we just swapped. So instead of me returning my thing to, I think it was ASOS, I got it off. And her returning it to ASOS or Monkey, wherever she got it. We just swapped. So we, we both still have a dress. I love the dress I got off her. And yeah, it's it's so handy. 100% would recommend. 10 out of 10. Now, I have spoken also about furniture. I've mentioned it uh, in the last few minutes. I am on such a furniture buzz right now. In my cabin, I think like 50%, no, more than 50% of my furniture is secondhand. But yeah, I have got things off, obviously, Facebook Marketplace. It's just a gold mine. Like, I just scroll through it. You get such cute things on it. And I have a car now. So I can actually go collect things. Because that was my biggest issue, is like finding someone else to collect everything. Flea markets. Oh my god, the Hackney Flea Market when I lived in London, I 100% would, like, I need to learn how to drive better so I can rent a van, bring it over to the UK, fill it up at a flea market over there and bring it back because they know what they're doing. I've not really found furniture flea markets in Ireland that are at that level that you can get a full, like, sitting room set or dining room set. Um... But they have such interesting things. Would recommend. Charity shops are obviously amazing. You can go to furniture charity shops. Oh, stop. There, I once saw a bath in a charity shop. You can get really, really cool things in charity shops. And then family. I get such interesting bits off my family. And, you know, if you have a family member that's a bit of a hoarder, they're going to put away their furniture from like the 90s or the 2000s and then that's going to come back same with clothes obviously but people tend to hold on to furniture a lot more and then you can just say hi can i reach your attic can i reach through your shed and take all your old furniture and you will have such interesting pieces i love that i did that 100 would recommend repairing things i am not good at it <laughs> I won't lie, I am not great at sewing. I'm not great at gluing things back together. <laughs> I'm I'm just not built for it. You know, doing up furniture. I I'm I'm not great at it. But the intention is there. If I was someone who needed change, I would learn how to do it but I'm okay with, you know, having something look the same and still loving it. But there's loads of ways that you can make something feel new. So I'd say give that a go. I do try to repair things as much as possible. You know, don't be afraid to bring your trousers to a tailor and get them to put an extra piece in it if they don't fit anymore. Or take some out if they're too big sew up your tote bag when it breaks <laughs> you don't necessarily need a new one I mean you can get one it's not going to make or break the environment anyway but 
try sew it up. It might look cute. You might be able to do a nice little design on it. You know? I've repaired items of clothing multiple, multiple times. They don't always look great. So if you ever see me with poor stitching, don't judge me. But, you know, it helps. It helps to try repair. I would also recommend rotating. Repairing, rotating. So I have some clothes in my chest of drawers. That's what I'm wearing right now. I also have clothes under my bed. Um, I keep some down on my dad's, etc, etc. Because I rotate them. This year, I'm going to wear those clothes. And then when I'm swapping out for like my summer and winter wardrobe, I have different things to choose from. So I might not wear some of my summer clothes this year. I'll wear them next year. And then I won't wear them the year after. I'll wear them the year after that. I pick and choose from a very old catalogue what I want to wear. And it keeps things fresh, keeps things rotating. You don't get sick of things. And you always forget about some things. I always forget what I have. And then I find it again. And it's like a haul. <laughs> and okay, lastly, I just want to give the little disclaimer that I think I touched on it a bit at the start, but no one listening to this podcast is going to be able to stop climate change. I used to think that I was the answer. I didn't learn how to drive when I was 19, 20, because I didn't want to contribute to climate change. I am not going to be able to stop it by not learning how to drive. What I can do is learn how to drive, get insured on my little petrol car that doesn't use a lot of petrol, you know, get better, get lower insurance, and then be able to insure myself on an electric or hybrid car. Then I'm not stuck in the cycle of like torturing myself because I don't want to learn how to drive while having all the resources and relying on public transport for the rest of my life when like you can't rely on public transport all the time. I, like where I live, I can't. It's not reliable. It's just not feasible. And because I'm someone with the opportunity to learn and get on the road, I should. And then later down the line, I can make the more eco-friendly choice. Whether or not I learned how to drive and bought my little petrol car, it would not make or break the environment. The answer is not in the hands of individuals there it's in the hands of all these big massive corporations all these celebrities all these business people who do not give a shit who would rather start selling you items that you don't need greenwashing them telling them that telling you that that's the answer to saving the environment than cut back on their own carbon emissions and that's where the problem is an individual can only do so much I can't do a lot. Like, I don't have a lot of power or influence. I don't think anyone listening to this does either. No offense. <laughs> but, yeah, don't, like, if you mess up, it's fine. If you can't stick to something that everyone else has told you is the answer, it's fine. Do what you can. Do what feels comfortable. 
and yeah just try have a good time just be kind to yourself you being mean to yourself is not going to save the world so that was my chat wow i talked for a lot longer than i had anticipated i have so much to do i need to go (laughs) um but have a good day thanks for listening if anyone did and yeah look out for yourself